With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where we will be reviewing another definitely fixed IPL match. Um, I, my notes actually say we'll be covering the blowout win today as Delhi Capitals overcame the Rajasthan Royals. Uh, and then enter Chris Morris who uh, has ruined the whole structure of the show for about the third episode in a row. I'm Jack Hope. We're here with Ross Lake. How are you doing Ross? Couldn't be happier. My Royals won. <laughs> Royals! Royals! And we're here with Dan Weston. How are you doing, Dan? I also couldn't be happier. Leicestershire, Leicestershire <laughs> doing well against... Sorry, I'm disappointed that, that Max isn't here to discuss that with me. And I'm also here because my RCB are top of the league, so I'm wearing a face mask of RCB to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> it is... Uh, Dan, I admire your commitment to the course. It is a little bit hard to hear you. Um, <laughs> I'll, so maybe... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll change it and I'll yeah. wear a bandana instead. <laughs> Which is actually a much better look. Um, <laughs> Ross, can you give uh, our listeners a few messages really quickly? Yeah, you should like and subscribe on our YouTube channel and follow us on all podcast platforms. Um, you should also follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And we are now sponsored by Woodstock Cricket. So if you want cricket stuff, go to um, woodstock.co.uk and you can get yourself one of those sexy bats. And we've got a discount code and everything that we will be putting up on our social media accounts. So as I said, follow, like, subscribe. Yep, that's true. And if you want to give directly to the Cricket Podcast, we have a Patreon, uh, which you can find in the show notes. Uh, so please, uh, if, if you like what we do, give us money. If not, don't worry about it. Uh, let's talk about the game then. Ross, have you prepared a summary? Uh, no, I have not. Um, so okay. that- <laughs> So, but well, I can I can give I can definitely do one anyway. So that's okay. So out of the first time, out of the um, first innings, uh, the whole of the top order for um, 
the Delhi Capitals was ripped out by the mighty Unadcat, who um, rolled back the years somewhat. Um, and Rishabh Pant then came in and played a captain's innings um, before he was um, run out. Was it his fault? Was his feet stuck in the mud? Was he running in custard? I don't know. Um, but then their top order wagged a little bit and ultimately got Delhi Capitals up to a reasonably competitive 1-4-7, um, which looked to be kind of, kind of all right on the pitch they were playing on. Um, the Royals would have been delighted to keep um, last year's runners up to kind of one four seven, um, but ultimately they were soon in a nightmarish kind of fashion as they um, lost all of their top four. The top score being Vora, who scored nine <laughs> from eleven balls, um, and it, the dream looked like it was going to be over. Um, step forward, David Miller, sixty-two of a forty-three balls, and um, finally arrived at the IPL after um, I think he played one match last year and um, was run out without facing for a duck. Um, Tawatia, also one of last year's heroes, contributed. But then, as Jack said, the mighty Chris Morris at a strike rate of 200 um, saw them home, batting again with the Unadcat. Um, it was a great win for the Rajasthan Royals. And uh, I, as I said, I could not be happier as uh, one of the men in pink. <laughs> right, let's um, let's do this chronologically uh, and, and quickly rattle through the first innings. Because, um, Ross, I know you've got to head off slightly earlier today, so we won't be doing a 45-minute show. It'll be a bit tighter. Um, in the power play, Delhi lost three wickets. Now, Dan, what is the statistic? If you lose three wickets in the power play, you lose 80% of those matches? Something like that. There's about a million caveats to that. The commentators choose not to say most of the time. But yeah, broadly, <laughs> that's the case, yeah. Um, and, well, they did, Delhi. They looked in, in, in a little bit of trouble. Uh, who did they lose? Pretty sure, Shikha Darwan and uh, the big gun, Ajinka Rahani. Um, Max, Max, because because Max does the summary so often, I've confused myself. (laughs) Ross. Yep. uh, Rishab Pant, 51 off 32. Uh, It looked a bit like he was playing a different sport in in like a different country to to the rest of the players on this pitch, maybe besides Miller and uh, Morris in the end. But he, he was going along really well, wasn't he, today? Yeah, I think it's just um, something we've grown to expect from Pant, right? He's um, kind of come in uh, into situations which uh, kind of their backs have been up against the ball. You saw it his performances against Australia. Um, he batted well against England. And I think there is just a, um, there's a joyousness to watching Rishabh Pant bat. And it just kind of seems to, as you say, kind of transcend sort of kind of the game when he is on form. And at the moment, he's, he's in a great purple patch and it's great to see. Uh, yeah, one particular over, he managed to, he, he sort of tore into Tawatia, hit 20 off the over, three fours and three twos. Uh, Dan, on the topic of fours, because this was, it was a bit of a strange game in that for the first 31 overs of the match, I don't think someone hit a six. Yeah. Now, in fact, it might even have been a little bit longer than that. Um, wh- what was going on? And is this sort of an indication that a the pitch was slow or or maybe b Delhi Capitals didn't make the most of their scoring opportunities? Probably a bit of both, I think. Um, Mumbai is generally not a low scoring venue, so I'm not sure we want to attribute it all to to conditions. The thing is, as well, is that I think probably with the exception of Pan and perhaps more the unproven Lalit Yadav, the Delhi team doesn't really have a load of good six hitters in it and I think that that's probably a contributory factor as well obviously Pant come in uh, uh, 16 for two after three overs so he's, and then he lost lost Rahane pretty quickly and Stoinis so we kind of he had to have that rebuild he couldn't go and 
even though he struck at like 160 odd, he, he still couldn't go for that, like, you know, all guns blazing approach where he would hit sixes. So I think it's probably a mixture of a few different circumstances with that, really. Yeah. Um, to sort of follow that up, I think a good, a good question to ask. I know we were having a chat on um, uh, our Twitter DMs about this, actually. Um, how how important is it that batters hit sixes over fours? Um, I mean, obviously, there's the two runs in there, but is it, is it worth the risk, basically? Yeah, it, it largely is. So if you look at the players who I think we spoke about this on the say on DMs, the guys with like the a four six ratio below one. So that means that they hit more sixes than fours. It's always the guys with the big strike rates, your Andre Russells, Hardik Pandyas, those those type of players. So being able to hit sixes is what propels you to those two hundred plus strike rate innings. Is now also I think we spoke about on the pod quite a few times that about 85% of teams with the highest boundary percentage in the match win the match. Now, of the 15% that don't do that, usually it's either extremely close or the team who had a lower boundary percentage but one had a higher six percentage. So they hit less boundaries, but the ones they hit were worth two runs more. So if you if you win the boundary percentage count and the six percentage count, you're pretty much sorted 100%. Yeah, I guess the other thing to, to sort of factor into that, we're taking a little bit of a diversion and we will get back to the cricket in a sec, um, is that hitting sixes is particularly valuable outside of the power play and, and particularly at the death when there are guys on the fence who can cut off fours but um, cannot, because of the laws of physics, cut off sixes. Um, <laughs> back, back to the cricket. Uh, the lower order of Delhi Capitals, um, they I thought they did a really good job, Ross. So I thought Curran, Wokes, Rabada and even Ashwin, they all sort of came in and they managed to score an over a run a ball, sort of 130, 140. None of them, none of them hit sort of 30 or 40 runs. But between all of them, they made like one quite good innings um, at, it, it, across those death overs. And I, I thought they really maximised what, the Capitals, you know, what they're, they're, I think they reach more or less their realistic top score after the early damage. Uh, do you agree with that or am I, am I off the mark? So, so I think um, if you consider the type of player that Tom Curran is, Chris Wokes is, Ravi Ashwin is, they kind of, they, they have a way of playing. You're not sitting there going, they're not booming loads of sixes everywhere. They're typically like Ashwin and Wokes are actually quite technically correct batsmen. And actually, I thought they did reasonably well there, but I also thought it was, um, Sandu Sampson and the Radistan Royals actually taking their foot off the gas there. I think they let them back into the game. Where, like, If they would have lost today, I think they would have looked back on that part of the game as somewhere where they lost it. And I think actually they probably let them get a few more runs than they should have actually been allowed to get. Um, there is that killer instinct when it does come to T20 cricket and they didn't particularly show it today. Fortunately, they have the world's most expensive player who did show it at the end yeah. of the game. So... I don't know. I think you've been a bit harsh. I mean, I think like one of the benefits of having Curran, Wokes, Rabada and Ashwin as what, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, is that between them, they should be able to scratch together 30 off 20 balls, which is what yeah. they, they sort of did today. Uh, 148. Uh, Dan, I'm going to check in with you on this because you, you you sort of said that that might not have been great. Um, yeah. 148, was that par? Uh, I mean, I, I compared to Monday, it looked like absolute cannon fodder. But this this pitch, in my mind, was a different beast. It looked a bit tacky. Yeah. We saw like Fizz and uh, Unad Cat, of all people, <laughs> bowling really well on it. Yeah, well, when you're 37 for four after seven odd overs, to get one four seven after 20, you probably would almost, almost always take that, I think, in that situation. I think that's the, as good as they would have got in the vast majority of circumstances. The thing is, with 
with 147, it's a kind of a defendable total against a team who with a propensity to implode like Rajasthan often do. <laughs> We've seen last year that they were frequently two, three, sometimes more down in the power play. I think they had their lowest balls per wicket in the power play out of all teams last year. And uh, that certainly manifested itself again today. So, you know, it's funny because I, at half time, I went to dog out for a walk. And uh, came back. Thought oh, if I miss the first couple of in a couple of overs of the power play, it won't be such a big drama. <laughs> By the time I came back, they were four down. So, it was like... <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like it's, it's you're always in the game. I think with one fifty odd against Rajasthan, no matter what. Uh, yeah. Um, so you know, Rajasthan, the players they lost. I I thought the game was virtually over. So uh, Vora, who is a bit of a nobody, if we're being honest. Uh, but Sampson and Butler, in, in that lineup, you you sort of looked at that and you thought, if if they can get those two early, um, the rest of the Rajasthan Royals. I mean, they got Shivam Dubé batting at five for Christ's sake. Um, it surely, surely you'll win this game, and they did. I mean, Ross, at that point, did you think at all there was any chance Rajasthan could win? Uh, I'm talking here after Butler and Sampson are, are, are gone. So I am a true Rajasthan believer, and that, that is that's what, that's what you have to be when you support the boys in pink. Um, when David Miller came in, I'd never really seen like this since following the IPL and actually following kind of South African cricket. David Miller actually he's had a bit of a big reputation, Dan, and I'm not sure does his numbers kind of really back up David Miller, the IPL player? No. And so that has always been my piece where I'm just a bit like, I'm just, he's always flattered to deceive for me. And I've always wondered why he actually keeps getting picked up. Today was a huge innings for him. I mean, a huge innings. When Ben Stokes being out, Jack, regardless of if you think it makes the team better or not, David Miller getting the opportunity today was massive for but David Obviously Miller. it did make a difference. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't think, honestly, I don't, I think if Ben Stokes is in that team, probably he's just out early. And then David Miller can't be the guy who comes in at six, stabilises things and gives them like the outside chance of stealing it at the death. Um, let's talk, because they sunk. I mean, so we, 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 they, they were in trouble at the beginning. Uh, didn't get much better. They were 75, 73 for five off 13 overs. Um, Dan, I think you'll probably be in agreement with me here. Uh, and I've said it once. I literally cannot get my head around Shivam Dubé at number five in an IPL side. He averages 16 in the IPL at a strike rate of 120. Is there anything that I'm missing here? Or or is this just like desperation effectively from Rajasthan? I can't get my head around Shivam Dubé full stop. So I'm actually <laughs> even more so than you, especially not 4.4 crore. Um, and I, I spoke about that in the um, mega thread after the auction as well. I thought it was an absolute bizarre purchase. He, do, he, he doesn't get in a team as a batter and he doesn't get in a team as a bowler. He doesn't really bowl that much. I can't understand he's played international cricket and I don't see the upside with him, to be brutally honest with you. I'm sorry if that sounds bad. But yeah, that, that's, that's where I'm at. And, and also, you talked about a bit earlier about Stokes uh, being injured and and whether that had an impact on the result. I think probably if Stokes was fit and and would have been a bowling option, they might not have picked an ad cut. So it kind of contributed <laughs> that way as well, I think. Yeah, um, that's that's a, a good secondary point. Um, Ross, you talked a little bit about Miller. Uh, he, he was one of the few people in this game who really looked like they were up for the battle. Uh, maybe he was playing for his pace a little place a little bit. We had speculated that Liam Livingston might be a better option than him overall. Uh, but he eventually sort of got the pace of the wicket, managed to accelerate his scoring. Um, the thing that 
helped him with that was Rishabh Pant's decision to bowl Mar- Marcus Stoinis, um, I think. Again, Rishabh Pant, we, we, we gave him a little bit of grief for messing up the Wokes overs in the first game, only bowling Wokes three overs. I think his, his bowling changes again today were a bit iffy, don't you reckon? It's just, there's no iffy about it. They were rubbish. <laughs> that is the bit like the fact that it was dumb to pick Tom Curran in the first place. It was the mega dumb to bowl him in the key overs that, that were there. Like it was baffling. And the fact that Ashwin was going, what, he went le- less than five and over in his overs? And then to give that one to Stoinis meant that everything had to change. They weren't going to go to Ravi Ashwin for overs kind of 18 or 18 to 20. And so that meant that they had to go to somewhere else. They'd already bowled out. Um, Rabada, they'd already bowled out Wokes this time. He might have been so desperate to get rid of Wokes over because he didn't want the criticism. But there was a bit like I didn't understand that piece. They didn't need to do it. If you pick Tom Curran in that lineup, like you have to give him the overs, but you do not need to bowl him at that point in the game. And I think it was a total mismanagement from that piece. And it's not just going to be Pant making those decisions. I don't think like in these IPL teams, they have bowling plans. And I think fundamentally, Delhi Capital's got it wrong today. Can I just make a point there about Ashwin yeah. as well? Because he's gone three overs for 14. And for almost the entirety of the Rajasthan innings from, from early on until the death, they had at least one left-hander, if not two left-handers mm, yeah. at the crease. Why, why wouldn't you bowl a guy who's bowling well with a good matchup? It's just bizarre. I thought it was a great point. In the in the power play, so I was doing some comms for guerrilla cricket, and um, they, they, they I thought they'd try and get an over in, in, in the power play. They ended up bringing him in in the seventh over just after. But it was... It was just sort of odd the whole way through, and particularly, I mean, spin wasn't easy on that wicket. It just it had that 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 slight stickiness to it. Um, and Ashwin, I mean, three overs for fourteen. I mean, in what world do you pick a frontline bowler? They bowl three overs for fourteen runs, pick up a wicket, and you're like, "Nah, mate, we're not gonna we're not gonna bowl you out. We're gonna give Marcus Stoinis." Uh, a chance to turn his arm over here. And it was Stoinis bowling to a left-hander, as you sort of point out, Dan, who got car parked twice in two balls. And that that sort of gave it gave um, Rajasthan the, the sniff they needed. Let's let's go on to talk about the death. Uh, and I'm talking, I think we should the, the last two overs are the really crucial. Uh, well, the, the the really crucial moments of this match that we we, we need to discuss. Uh, my dad, who I think's only really got into the IPL this season, maybe watched it a bit last year. Um, before that, it just wasn't something that registered. He said it was the worst bowling he's ever seen in the IPL for the last two overs. Um, I don't know if I'd go that far. I I, I saw Sheldon Cottrell feeding to Watty last season. <laughs> But it wasn't great, was it, Ross? It was pretty... I mean, Rabada's penultimate over. We, we're going to get on to Tom, Tom Curran, but let's go piece by piece. Rabada bowled badly today. Yeah, I think that well, it was the first ball. And Rabada's best asset is his searing Yorker. And I think he's got that... He, he has... he has. He's one of those bowlers who is one of his go-to deliveries. He's also a pretty rapid bowler. Surprise, surprise. And so there's that bit where you either try and hit the stumps or you pull the length back. He bowled it in Max's favourite position in the slot to Morris. And it, it that flew, right? It absolutely flew. Next one came through and it was a little bit quicker, sorted him out. And then 
I don't know, it almost fell apart. I'm not sure if it was kind of match fitness or maybe there's just kind of an inter kind of South African rivalry kind of in there. Like, oh, actually, I should be in the team. No, I should be in the team. And um, Morris, Morris at planted him. The one off his legs uh, <laughs> like was was ridiculous. Just having the ability to do that anyway was staggering. I mean, I thought what was particularly bad about Rabada, uh, who is a bowler who has like reasonable location with with his most of his deliveries, uh, that that was a wicket that we saw pretty much all day. People really struggle to hit back down the ground or even to hit through the offside. To give Morris the opportunity to hit squarish of the wicket uh, was pretty criminal. Uh, I, I I thought, and maybe you're right, Ross. Maybe it was a bit of match fitness. Uh, maybe Chris Morris just sort of guessed what was going to happen. Mm. But I think particularly that first ball of the over, he bowled it 120 kph, which is not quite slow enough to be a slower ball, and not quite quick enough to to be a threat for pace. It's sort of like exactly the speed that you'd it was, want. It was, it was a hit me ball, wasn't it? It was <laughs> yeah. absolute hit ball. It's just like Morris in his head is going, please just pitch this up. Please. Oh, oh, you've bowled it slowly. Brilliant. See you later. Um, speaking of hit me balls, uh, I've got, I've described in my notes, Tom Curran's deliveries in the last over as meatballs, um, <laughs> which is, which I think is a baseball phrase for like just the most hittable deliveries you can possibly bowl. Dan, um, I don't know how when, when you do your analysis, how how much do you analyze uh, analyze sort of where people pitch the ball or or, or game plans for a fine low? Because it looked like Tom Curran's was, you know, it, it, as a as a as a Sunday captain, I would mm-hmm. be disappointed if one of my bowlers bowled that over. Well, the first question I want to ask is: Was the last ball that got smacked for six actually going to have been a no ball anyway? Because it was waist high, waist high full toss. It was just horrendous, but. Yeah, when when I when I work with teams, I actually I don't focus on that. We 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 will focus on that as a team, but the video analysts will do a lot more with that kind of thing. But yeah, we would we would look at that type of thing, plans, even stuff like oh, what's his what if you're looking at what a bowler does, what's the bowler's go to ball after getting hit for a boundary, stuff like that. So some pretty like reasonably in depth stuff. The bowling choices at the depth are also awful. So I, I run some numbers, and from the start of 2018, Chris Morris. Is only good against right arm pace, striking at one seven three against right arm pace, <laughs> and is like sub one thirty basically, or round one thirty or sub one thirty at everything else. Okay, so if they'd given Ashwin the final over, there's a pretty good chance they win I, that match. I would have given Ashwin. I mean, I would never have got into a situation where Ashwin would have had to bowl in the last over, but I would have backed Ashwin over Tom Curran to bowl that last over 100% of the time. I'd back you over Tom Curran, Dan. <laughs> like Je- Jenny, you could pull you could pull your pull your mask out across your eyes and you'd probably still have a better opportunity than bowling than he did today. It was awful. I mean, I mean in, in Cricket 2.0, I read once that, that it was something like, if you've got 80 crore to, to create an IPL team, you shouldn't have Corey Anderson bowling at the death. And I think you can say the same about Tom Curran as well. I mean, Mm-hmm. 5.25 I, I tweeted it at the time of the auction. I thought it was absolutely crazy. And it's been, it, was, it was shown again. It was, not only was it a bad purchase at auction, it was a, it's been horrendous to be picked twice and be doing the same thing over and over again. What is it they say about the defini- definition of insanity? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I think... So I think Curran's sort of the 
I, I, I can't get my head around it because I, so I was trying to, I was trying to sort of think through why a team might pick him up. And, and obviously he plays a lot on TV. And so the initial times he's, he was picked up in the IPL, uh, IPL auction, maybe that could so show that comes up. The IPL auction comes after the big bash. He's, he's quite often okay in the big bash. So maybe that explains the first time. But like, as you say, Dan, like we've, we've been, as in, if we've been watching England, <laughs> we've probably seen every <laughs> T20 game England have played for the last three years. Um, and he's been good in like one or two of them. He has like some pretty high highs, but generally speaking, what we saw today, like when they put, he was buying the last over, you could see exactly what was going to happen. There'd be at least two balls that could go. Um, and he, he didn't have that luxury. Um, I think maybe we'd just quickly talk about why he's not a very good bowler. Um, because it's, 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 it's clear that he isn't. And I think the the first ball he bowled is pretty illustrative of the issue he has so Tom Curran he's a variation bowler uh, who bowls some quick deliveries uh, but really relies on on the slower balls into the surface to trick the batsman or the batter so that he can take wickets uh, and prevent runs I think there are two problems with that overall for Tom Curran his fast ball is not really quick enough to put people off balance particularly and two his variations i don't know if they've been worked out maybe over the last few years like dan you were talking about some of that video room stuff and and batters will know how tom curran releases his slower ball uh i don't don't know if that's what's going on and but to get into that in a little bit more detail the way curran bowls his slower ball is flicked out the back of his hand it's like he uses a really flexible wrist and he bowls it with almost a perfect scene presentation but with backspin because it's not come out the front of the hand now what you want with a slower ball like that effectively is to put enough spin on the ball so that it dips. And if you get it really right, and Jared Kimber was talking about this with respect to Darren Bravo's slow ball, if you get it really right, the ball comes out and it looks like it's going to beam the batter. So even though they might be able to pick the ball out of the hand, there um, and we've all like probably been in nets. Even when a bowler bowls a ball that's going to hit you and it's going to beam you, you flinch. You don't. Your first reaction is self-preservation it's not to whack the ball for six mm-hmm. and so even though the batter might know it's a slow ball if you can get the ball up and it, with enough spins so that it'll dip you will scare the batter into basically playing a bad shot now effectively he is not able to do that anymore that's why he's getting hit around the park batters are not scared they their first reaction isn't to flinch their first reaction is to plant their foot clear the leg and just heave through the line of the ball doesn't help when you slam that slower ball right into the middle of the wicket as well because it's got no side spin on it so it's not going to kick it's just going to plug um but overall like he really needs to either come up with another variation to mix up what he's doing get quicker or or probably not play at this level of cricket anymore. Uh, hopefully that sort of, you know, well, analysis well, Jack, makes uh, sense. Jack, you've answered um, Utter, Unoj, Pitesh, Path, Marcelino, Regis. Everybody in the live chat has been saying, what is a Tom Curran? And uh, you've just explained perfectly uh, kind of what the issues are there. Cool. Um, so eventually, yeah, Morris hits two sixes. Uh, it's, it's game over. Should we do some Twitter questions? Then we'll have... R- Ross, can you hang on for five extra minutes and do some live chat? Let's do it. Come on. Okay. Right. Um, let's... let's. Start. There's lo- lo- On Twitter as well, there's loads of Tom Curran stuff. So I'm going to sum it up with probably the best one. And that's from at some earth. Uh, how long until we find out that Tom Curran was adopted, Ross? <laughs> I don't, I don't even think I need to answer that one. That's just... 
Uh, that is that that is pretty harsh. Um, this is a good one though, and Dan, I, I'd be interested to hear your your point on this. And Pushcar sent it in. I think it's sarcastic, uh, but the question is: Should Sanju Sampson have taken that single? Uh, obviously, referring to the, the yeah, first Manchester right. Wolves game. Um, I got a different opinion to pretty much everyone who's commented on the matter. I think he because sh- it went it was picked up around the boundary area. It was it was fielded in the deep. I would have just tried to hair two. Yeah, so try and get back on strike. And then oh, but I guess the risk there is if he's run out. Yeah, then but he's... he's still got someone else to come in. Yeah, but there are. So I was in the hit try and hit two sixes camp. I thought that. Uh, yeah, uh, like I, I heard was... you on the pod. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, I think. So I think the thing with the two, just to go back to that, I think the throw was so crap coming in that it looked like the two was on. But actually, like anybody with like not a noodle arm would have run him out. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, I'm just looking. I'm just clicking through Twitter really quickly. Um, the only other thing that that hasn't come up really is uh, Ab- uh, Abhishek, who wants us to talk about Unad Cat a little bit. Ross, uh, he was pretty good, wasn't he? It was, it was a huge performance from him, right? And I think I mean, last time he re- performed was about 2017. So uh, there, <laughs> there is a piece there where, like, like, fair play to him. And he also did the job with the bat, right? So he had the job with the ball. He was in the lower order to actually got to have a positive strike rate and he did his job. Um, so I think it's, it's a great game from him. And I think there's a couple of things talking about MVPs and this, is it David Miller? Um, Unadcat won them the game, I think, today. So um, other than Chris Morris. So uh, well played him. I I managed to look like a right idiot watching the match with my wife, actually. Because he's rubbish. I said, oh, yeah, he's not very good. And then he went back to his 2017 form where he took like 20, 24 wickets at 13. And then, um, yeah, one of them. But I just brought up his numbers out of some interesting comparison. In in From 2018 onwards in, in T20 cricket until yesterday... <laughs> he he got his economy rate in the power play was eight point two almost at a strike rate of forty one balls per wicket. Now in the middle in the middle overs he's averaging about sixty, and at the death his economy is almost thirteen. So it's a great game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we saw two bowlers. I mean, Tom Curran and Nudad Cap. I would bracket in the same group, i.e., lucky to be at this at this IPL, uh, and, and yeah, like Dan, as you say, it can diverge so much, can't it? In um, in in one day, I I would honestly be a little bit surprised if we ever see Tom Curran play in the IPL again. Um, I just like. I, I just can't see how you can justify. So I so I generally think that Tom Curran has this thing where he likes to embarrass himself. So I think he takes pleasure of embarrassing himself. Like you see with the headband, see with his performances. And I reckon he'll continue to get picked because he threatens to embarrass himself even more for Delhi and it will do reputational damage to the Capitals. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ross, uh, what have we got over on the uh, the chat? We've got uh, all any, kinds of stuff. A- anything not related to Tom Curran? Because I, th- I feel like we've done Tom Curran. Yeah, we've um, had I some... I don't want to be too harsh to him like, as well. Yeah, we're, um, we have uh, G. Kufax who said, why is Dan wearing a forehead diaper today? <laughs> uh, but we'll quickly move on to that one. Um, Vic London, after your correct pronounce of poon job yesterday, Jack, um, has Chris Morris earned his 16 craw today, Dan? We've certainly gone a fair chunk of the way to doing that, yeah, because um, I think we said before when Archer's injury was announced, if... if if he's out for like say first five games and they can win two of them, mm. um, then they're in with a shout still. And 
he's, he's gone a long way to winning one of them, that's for sure today, with with yeah, wicket and 36 off 18 balls. It was only a world worldy performance from Nadka and, and Miller, really, that, that probably stopped him being a man of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also um, had one from Regis who said, uh, the real reason why Rajasthan Raws won today was because I wore this hat yesterday and after the last defeat, truly supported them. Um, if Max does the same for CSK, they might have a chance of winning. So uh, I, I completely buy into that. That's a really valid point as well, because I got my RCB face mask before they played their first match and I've worn it proudly and they've won both matches. Yeah, I, do, I don't actually take this off. I actually sleep in this hat. So uh, <laughs> this is... this is. Uh, uh, anyway, um, Swadin as uh, Super Chats. Thank you very much, Swadin, for this. Um, I thought Ross's team will go belly up tonight. Maybe run or not to run Sanju was wrong. <laughs> so there we go. Going back to that point around the running. Um, where... Um, Rickin comes in here and says, uh, Miller played a great innings today, but do you all think that Rajasthan Royals could still benefit from having Livingston in the middle order, um, who gives that extra bowling option? Um, Jack, you, you like I'm, Livingston? I'm a big Livingston buyer. Um, I, I, I think they'll not drop Miller after today because, uh, you know, he got some runs. But uh, I think Livingston offers a little bit more dynamism Uh in that five role, he can he can you can get rid of Shivam Dubé or at least move him down the order a little bit, uh, and and as you say, Ross, he can bowl both leg spin and off spin, um, which which is pretty useful. Um, obviously, when they lose Stokes, they lose a bowling option from their top six. David Miller doesn't offer that. Livingston does. Uh, I'm not saying he'll bowl every game. Uh, might get an over or two, uh, but crucially. I think, and this is where Livingston might be better than Stokes as well. Uh, Livingston probably could get in the team for his hitting, um, and that's you know vital when you when you try and win T Twenty matches. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, there's also a bit, so uh, we haven't actually covered it um, within the questions, but there's plenty of kind of hate on Twitter for the English contingent that are currently performing. Chris Wokes was flying the flag today for England. So <laughs> he, 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 did, he did brilliantly, didn't he? I mean, Butler failed again, but Wokes is, Wokes is kind of showing the England lineup what they were missing in the limited over series against India. Well, it's, it's great to see all the Birmingham Phoenix guys having a great IPL so far. Chris Wokes, Murray Nally, Liam, Liam Livingston. His stock has grown even though he's on the bench. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's, good to, it's good to see. So, yeah, those English guys are doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is the majority of the questions that we have had through live chat and uh, kind of we've covered quite a lot of ground, I think. I did see one that I want to want to ask because uh, mm-hmm. it's funny. Um, someone I can't remember the name. Someone said, "Is Steve Smith necessary for Delhi Capitals uh, to 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 get back into things?" Uh, would anyone Would anyone like to? Uh, would Would you pick Steve Smith for this team, Ross? No, I don't know why they picked him up in the first place. They got <laughs> they got done at the auction, didn't they? Really, that it's, it's gonna, if if they had a receipt, I'd take him back. Uh, Dan, would you be playing Steve Smith? I'm not quite as harsh as Ross, but unfortunately, it's a firm no as well. And again, I don't understand why they bought him. It just didn't make any sense. And I thought they might actually have played him a little bit more because Shreya's eye got injured, but they haven't even deemed that necessary. So, yeah, I don't understand it. Maybe RCB actually did trick them. Well, uh, cool. one last one last question is from Vic because it was a super chat from him, so we should cover this. Um, if Delhi Capitals don't clarify their strategy, um, I don't see them getting to the finals. Um, is this a year where Rajasthan Royals under Sangakara could make the top four? No. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. So, I, but I do want to say, I do want to say, I did say, I, I do think that Delhi um, are are a bit overrated uh, going into this tournament. People people bracketed them up with Mumbai Indians because they came second last year. I think like Delhi and SRH were were a lot of people's next best team. Mm. Um, I know SRH have lost twice, but I think SRH probably a better cricket team. Yeah, uh, so I think their bowlers are are, are just a little bit better. Which and I just... think today we saw why, like some of the the problems with Delhi, uh, mm. in that if their two good pacers aren't around, they're a bit weak, and their batting isn't all that. Um, besides besides Rishabh Pant, uh, really. Well, I, th- I think um, I think it's probably a bit harsh with their batting, but you saw today if your top order just goes, that you know, everyone talks about having that anchor role, they just didn't have that right today. And I mean, I'm not a fan of the anchor role by any stretch of the imagination, but Rahane is in that team to fulfil that role. Um, Rahane is struggling at the moment, and that is that is a worry with Shreyas Iyer being ruled out of the tournament. So. Hey, um, right. Shall we wrap up the podcast then? Dan, thanks very much for joining us. Do you want to let people know once more where to find you if they want to want, want their statistical fix? <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SA Advantage, website www.sportsanalyticsadvantage.com. Yeah, Dan, plenty uh, of people have been asking for Rabada's death over stats, so you might have to uh, get the old I'll, thing. I'll, <laughs> I'll see if I can tweet that out later. Yeah, no problem. Cool. That'd be really good. Uh, Ross, goodbye. Uh, and a little reminder for everyone, find us at the Cricket Pod on other way, on on Twitter uh, yeah. and, and Instagram. Uh, give us uh, a, a hello over there. We've got a Patreon um, if you want to give to us directly. And Woodstock Cricket is where you should be going to buy your next cricket bat. Bye-bye. Brilliant. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks for watching. Rochester, 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 <laughs> Rochester, Rochester. Perfect. I don't, think it, Done. I, don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that our teams have had an upsurge in fortune since we started wearing their memorabilia. Oh well, it's, it's, it's all it's all part of their uh, grand strategy, isn't it? This hat is, is structural integrity is quite poor, hence I have to wear it quite backwards. So <laughs> the cheap, cheap hats are not good. If Max's um, CSK training top had come in the right size, they might have won their next match as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do have to go. uh, But Jan, thanks very much for uh, joining us and I shall speak to you boys later on. Yeah, have a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favourite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.